Hey, Mom, how are you? I'm good, son. How are you doing today? I am doing very well, and welcome back to everybody else to Politics with Mom. Of course, this is uh, the, the, the show where we were inspired by that conversation that happens every single year around the Thanksgiving dinner table, but we just do it every single week. Uh, if you'd like to join the conversation, you can just go to Politics with Mom. Uh, dot com and uh, it'll take you to the YouTube channel and you watch these podcasts. You can comment there also on Twitter at politics with mom. And of course, Gmail because mom knows how to use Gmail at politics. It's uh, politics with mom at gmail.com if you want to use email. So with that, uh, let's go ahead and kind of recap the week. Where would you like to start with? Like, <sighs> this was one of those weeks where there was so much going on. Oh my gosh. Yes, there was an awful lot going on. I don't know where to begin. Well, you know, let's, I, let's start with maybe where we picked up last week, or at least maybe the topic of last week, which of course was all the protests and, and everything right. else. And, and, and that's sort of morphed into a conversation around defunding the police you know, and kind of what that yeah. is. What, what are your thoughts on that? And, and you know, again, the, the, you know, kind of you're seeing the protesters and you're seeing people talk about it and you're seeing messaging around it. So what are your thoughts on kind of the, the protesters call for defunding the police? Well, I think what I'm trying to to understand is when they're talking about defunding the police, are they talking about, you know, uh, don't give them any funds and therefore we will have no police? Uh, what is going to be the solution to the problem as far as we have to have some sort of police? Yeah. Yeah. I so, think to, to, to that question, just to, just to answer that really quickly, the the problem is that that is a horrible slogan because it's open to misinterpretation and fund the police scares a lot of people. Cause they're like, what do you mean? No police. No, you've got to have law and order. And then it right. riles up the right. And they are not wrong. Yes, of course there's going to be police. So what defund the police is really trying to say is we're giving them so much money that mm-hmm. there's this overkill in they're buying all this military equipment and they are over militarized and at the same time, and this is also kind of from the police themselves, they're being asked to do everything because they're getting all the money. So you've got them handling mental health calls. You've got them handling all these little things that, that they aren't really designed to do or have the education or training to handle. And yet, because they're the ones that have everything, everyone's like, well, let's have the police do it then. And this is where you get poor results from some of those calls. So the call, this whole defund the police thing, again, horrible slogan, um, but the concept of it, I personally think is is sound, which is, okay, let's move the money from the police departments into social services for like mental health issues so that now there are mental health teams that are trained to deal with mental health issues and you're not sending armed cops. You know, and when you're talking social services, when I think of social services, there's a lot of issues there. There are. And so, you and, know, and they, granted, and they, you're moving they don't it from have, one. They don't have funding, though. Like, there's, there's a, it's not like, oh, social services oh, okay. are horrible. It's because they saying. don't have funding because all that funding came away from there and went into military, militarized police, essentially. Right. And that's, and that's what okay, people are basically saying is like, we're putting the money in the wrong spots. Let's, let's fund the areas that need the funding. Part of the reason social services are, are really hard, you know, and they are incredible people, incredible people that do that job. You know, for the most part, of course, but but the idea of like these awesome people, but when you have let's you know a, a very small budget, you can't hire enough people to do the job well. So of course, then social services as a department or as an organization looks like it's falling on its on its face, but it's it's just it's built to fail, 
right? And that's and that's why you get these failed results all the time that that hit the news and everything else talks about that stuff. So if you fund them better, if you train them better because you have funding and it's coming from the police, then that's the idea of defund the police. Like, do we need to keep feeding them this voracious thing? The other thing about it, and this is a little closer to to what your initial, you know, concern might, might be about. Okay, is there is there no police? Are we saying abolish the police? And there are calls and. There's actually like Camden, New Jersey is a, is a big city that went through this recently to completely reboot the system. And that's how I would have said it. It would have been like, you know, we got to reset the system or, or, you know, reboot the system. But yeah. And I think concept, you're right. The wording is everything. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and what Camden did was basically completely disband the police and they fired everybody and then oh. they rehired everybody right through the new system of this department of public safety. And, and there are other uh, cities like in California have done that as well. So you've got these different projects and some so of these instead cities of in being California, calling the police, now it's the department of public safety, department of public safety, which is fire department, police department, EMT. Okay. So there are still police. It's just that it's organized differently. And the, and the, and there's a, there's a city in California that did this in the fifties. They've had this going on since the fifties. And uh, you know, and it's, there's, it's fascinating to listen to some of these stories and use cases of how, in the country, which is kind of the beauty of America, where we have the freedom to experiment and change and adjust, you can see these pockets of systems that are incredible where you're like, why aren't we doing that as a country? You know, right. instead of where we are now, which is, you know, clearly does not produce great results mm-hmm. you know, from the system's perspective. And so we go, okay, let's, let's, you know, maybe just reset this. We can, you know, and I think there are, there is an issue with the system. And, and we talked about this last week, the unions. And unions yes. work hard. And so when you fire everybody, right. right, there is no more union. And so that's right. what's, and that's, that's really harmed a lot of people. Like that's one of the, you know, again, I'm not, I'm not naturally pro union anyway. I think they have a time and purpose at a certain point in time and then they get too big and they right. can become a cancer to the organization. And I think police unions personally from everything I've seen, I don't see the positive part of it, but you know, the idea of like, okay, we fire this department. There is no more union. We're going to rehire people. Right. Even if the union comes back, it's not as strong and it doesn't have that ability to, to restrict and to, you know, create all these rules. Cause the system right now is, you know, it's set up for them to win almost always mm-hmm. what happens. And that's, yeah. a problem, right. It's set up so that, you know, police officers aren't turning in the bad apples because the system's designed to protect the bad apples. Right. 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 You know? Exactly. And that's a challenge. So, so that's the whole defund the police thing is like, look, seriously, look at this and reorganize this system. Like that's what that, every time you see that, that's what it means. It doesn't mean anarchy and no police will be around. It means the whole thing needs to be looked at. And this can't be like, well, you know, it's just a couple of bad people. Cause the problem is those bad people have been with the force for a long, long time. Right. Police departments trade bad people around because there's no national database of bad people. You know, like it's uh-huh. all sorts of crazy stuff where the system allows us. Yes. So I think that that's how I would look at it when, when you see that, as opposed to, you know, we're going to erase, you know, get rid of all the police and it'll be anarchy or a little bit. That is absolutely. Well, and I think that's the thing that scared me because of course the way it was being presented that I could see what access I have. I'm like, Oh my gosh, are they kidding? Yeah. Why in the world would you not have any kind of, of law and order. We right. have to have law and order. There's and, people and right that at that are, point, shouldn't that kick in though to go like, well, maybe that's not what they're saying. Cause it makes so little no, sense. And that, go, and Let you're me right. go research this. You know, that seems yeah, weird. Yeah, but you know, it's funny because we are so literal. Yep. 
we are we are taught to be take things literally and and it's kind of hard to unteach yourself of that yeah that makes sense is are you has this been a topic of conversation at all kind of in trumplandia for the uh as far as the yeah just like what you know your sort of friends and connections in that world like are they talking about this as an issue or are they just like no economies uh, everything and they don't care about uh, stuff? no kind of um thing. i think right now uh in my world it's more of a i'm scared about the world you know when you see all these ri- uprisings i mean it's not just here it's happening in france it's happening Yep. In England, you're seeing all of this, and and I guess it got sparked here. But um, I find it interesting that it is becoming worldwide at the same time as the pandemic. I think it's it's you know I kind of wonder about some of that. Um, but uh, I think what what I hear uh, from a lot of the folks that I know is fear. What's happening to this country? Sadness, great sadness. Um, it's change that we, I guess, can see is coming, and just hoping it's for the best. If that makes sense. So you know, like right now, a lot of them are seeing the changes, or that there's going to be changes, and they're fearful because they don't think the changes will be for the good. When you say that, though, what what do we mean by changes? I'm talking about generic changes. Uh, I'm talking about, you know, uh, just everything. All the, you know, the the police forces. The uh, but what what? So I guess get as specific as you can. Like ooh, when it's you, hard. Cause, cause like in 2016, the other side felt the same thing, where there was this, and I think it was more shock. Where oh my god, that this did this just happen? It did. Nobody saw Trump coming into presidency as. Mm-hmm. reality right mm-hmm. and then it happened and mm-hmm. and it surprised a lot of people and they went oh my god this is the country and that and that that feeling but it kind of it kind of came like wow like mm-hmm. okay it was a wake-up call for a lot of people like we've got to get active we've got to start doing stuff differently we've got to you know take this a little more seriously because mm-hmm. the car just went off the highway right it's, mm-hmm. it's it's in the it's in the rough right now we got to pull back on and so um now it sounds like it's kind of a similar feeling with the exception that you can see it coming. Like this seems inevitable yeah. that he's going to lose. Oh, them. I think so. And, well, and, and you know, a lot of them are, um, but do you think, again, do you think they looking, believe that he's going to lose? Like, is that, I think a lot of people do. Yeah, I do. Hmm. I do. I mean, they don't want him to some of them, but there are some that are going the other side. You really like flipping votes to Biden. Mm-hmm. They're wow. saying, "Hey, you know, they're not happy about either one." A hundred percent, you get that. But and, we, every time, every time we mention this, every time you mention this, because you right. do, I will always say, "Okay, yes, and which one will bring more progress?" And they're, what they're right. saying to you is, "Biden is going to bring more progress." They're, you know what? It's a gamble. Bring, bring the country. Of course, it's a gamble. It's always it's a gamble. It's a gamble every time. Every decision. It's a gamble. Is a gamble. But the probabilities are they're thinking Biden will pull the country forward more than Trump will. Well, and again. It, it goes back to the vice president. That's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, every, and, and even in, even what I'm reading online is, yeah, they're looking at exactly that because they know he's 77 they know, years oh, old. Yeah. They're not stupid. They're not the, yeah. they're not the first they one. They know that they it's going to have to be. Right 
somebody who's probably going to be president. No yep. doubt about it. Yep. Yep. And even, also even, if, even if Biden goes, because I don't, I don't know if Biden will go. That. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I said that also brings me to the fact that, you know, I don't understand why there is not a cap on age. Yeah, I don't know either. And I but, would think that that's honestly, going to be I, I brought think, up at some point. I don't, I don't know. Because the issue is, what would if that had happened in the 1700s, right? Mm-hmm. When this great experiment began, they would have yep. been like, well, if you're over 40, you know, if you're over 50, like, because that's just what that nobody would have thought, like, you know, people could well, have. I don't know. A lot, lives, of what, so. a lot of what began way back when, there's some that are saying, no, you have to be a minimum uh, age of 35. You should be or, minimum, sure. Like, you have to have a certain right. sense of maturity. But the age, what I'm saying is the cap on the age is harder yeah. because quality of life, of just with just with technology, Absolutely. you know, life it's like changed. 60, 100 years ago is very different than 60 now, you know? And so, so well, I'll tell you what, I recently, like, I don't want a 60 year old in there, but you know, now I've been recently watching a, a YouTube video on a 107 year old woman and, and her family does this with her, uh, out of New York, does what with uh, New York or New Jersey, just, just, it, it, talking about her, letting her talk. And I mean, this woman gets around amazingly lives by herself, 107 years old. I yeah. mean, go her. It's yeah. Really. There's going to be a lot more. So that's why, that's why I think the age thing would be harder just because you know, with yeah. time, the age limit should go up and then you got to make it a law and then no one's going to agree to that because our candidate is actually too old or not old. Enough, you know what I mean? Like I think it gets right into that minimum wage problem again. Yeah. Like, that needs to not be a political thing at this point. Um, if they're too old, let the market decide, right? Like let the voters be like, yeah, no, too old. And then they uh-huh. start running younger candidates. And I think that self-corrects. Um, so in, in terms of um, kind of, are you, so you're hearing a lot of fear and a lot of almost res- resignation to like, okay, I guess this is going to turn and I hope it's going to be for a better spot. Personally, I totally think it is because um, there's just nowhere to go from, from up and where we are. Again, I do mm-hmm. not think technically that's going to be in the markets to be fair. So if they're thinking, you know, markets are going to go down, they probably will because taxes are going to go up because they have to because of this cluster that we are now in because we spent all this money and we gave everybody tax cuts that didn't need them. So that's going to get reversed, but that you're going to pay the piper anyway. So mm-hmm. that's just a matter of time. So I don't think that's mm-hmm. going to be a Democrat problem. Like a, like Democrats aren't coming in to raise taxes. It's just that they're going to have to. They don't have a choice. So I think economy-wise, we may not grow as fast. We'll grow no matter what. It won't grow as fast. Yeah, I think so right? too. I, I also think that this is not only, you know, I, I hear these little scenarios of, well, you know, this was planted here. To what's this? Oh, the coronavirus just the generic, The generic what's going on. This all started and it's being planted because it's a political garbage thing. What's, I don't believe in it. What's the it that's being planted though? Is it? Uh, I guess the coronavirus, so to speak, to start it. But then, of course, all the rest perpetrated and it's all political. It's a grand conspiracy for controlling yeah. people. Yeah, it's exactly. That, right? I mean, I'm hearing that and I'm like, really? You know, what, what don't you understand that this is a worldwide situation? Because this is not only this country. Yep. Every country that is having this are also having handouts to the people to help them. Yep. Um, their economics are going down. I just read yep. recently that in Saudi, not Saudi, what is it? Um, Dubai. What's the name of that? Yeah, that's Dubai. 
Okay. Exactly right. Well, that area is, they're worried about their economy. Yep. Hello. If the richest country, the United richest, Arab Emirates, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, I, you know, this is not just this country. This is a worldwide. Russia situation. got hit by this. Yeah. Everybody. Sure. Yeah. Everybody. everybody. And it's getting hit again by all yes, this. Like you start to absolutely. see spikes, spikes in, in the U S and varying cities. I started looking at different States cause there's um, actually it's a, it's, if you just I type in too. coronavirus stats, in uh-huh. Google, right. Just do that. Google's got this great graph where you can break it down and they just pulled up. It's just part of, part of the, the process that they have um, where you can say, okay, show me what California is. Show me what New York is. Show me what Georgia is. Show me what Texas is. Show me what Kansas is. And you can break it down by all of that. And you see trends and it's what, what, uh-huh. it's what I like at. I don't look care too much about the number itself, but the trend of, is it going up? Are we flattening the curve? Is it a curve like that sort of mm-hmm. stuff? And what you start to see is, the uh, there's two things I'm looking at. One, of, which is what everyone's looking at, of course, is is the number of new cases, you know, mm-hmm. and those are going for sure. Trend is up there. Part of Absolutely. the reason is because there is more testing. So now you've got more more visibility. So if you're testing more people, then yes, of course you're going to record more. So that right. to me kind of makes sense. I don't really look at that one all that much. What I look at is the deaths because that at the yeah. end of the day, whether you test or not, like you know, that's going to show up. So yes. you look at deaths and you see all of a sudden these, these, you know, curves that were going down sort of just flattening as in going flat, not going down anymore. And, you know, at, and some of them look to start, like they might start peaking up a little bit, um, which is why you're starting to hear so much about this on the news. So mm-hmm. I think that's, that's going to be something that's going to affect stuff. Um, oh. And that's, that's going to be interesting because we're going to have this double dip now into coronavirus territory. We will not lock down. I don't think personally and at I don't think so either what we are now but uh, people are just not taking actually, it seriously as much actually as i appreciate the restaurants um again i was reading uh last night that in our area um a restaurant had an employee who tested positive and immediately he shut his business down yep we've had and a number I of restaurants do that here yeah here and i applauded him for that because yep. he's looking out for his customers yep. and his employees as well Yep. You know, and um, the fact it's that he's willing to take that, yes, yeah, a hit. Yep. Right. He's willing to take that hit to protect. And that, to me, that means I would go back and support that restaurant. Yep. When the time comes. But um, the other thing I was reading, too, about the coronavirus last night was the fact that uh, doctors now have a whole different way of being able to help p- patients than what they did previously. Now the trend from what I was reading was not to necessarily ventilate everyone. They've learned from other countries what they've done. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the, you're going to see that trend as well come in because before they were not prepared. Now they're a little bit better prepared. Yep. They won't have all the answers, but they are a bit, bit better prepared. Yeah, so hopefully think, we would see less death as well. Exactly. Cause it's, it's, you know, cause we have a little more education and, you know, mm-hmm. hopefully it won't be as, at least the, the rate won't be as, um, it won't peak. Right. So we're not, cause right. that's the whole point is like, let's not stress out the hospital systems. So. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. So that makes a ton of sense. Did you at all follow what was going on with Georgia's primary? When Georgia did their thing? Um, I did a little bit. I saw that um, they had a lot of problems with their voting. Um, lines, long, long lines, voting machines breaking down, 
uh, things like that. Um, that was the biggest thing that I saw. Yep. And I think that does not bode well for the future. Kind of the future. <laughs> like we're going to, because again, we're having this whole fight about mail-in ballots, which is not a right. thing, right? You need to have them. All states have, most states have them. Most states want more of them. Most voters want mail-in ballots. And yet for some reason, Republicans are still anti that. Um, which I don't understand. But they're already, I don't either, but they're already out there saying like, there's already messaging and this is not wrong. This is just how it works is that we probably aren't going to know the president on the day of the election. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. of this influx of ballots, it will take time for people to count things, right? Right. Because we're just not built for this. Um, right. So, and that's going to be interesting. Like that, that kind of what that time period looks like. Uh, one thing I thought was um, was an interesting article was in Politico, where Trump finally talked about how he would leave office if he was voted out. Really? Yeah. He said he would actually. Now that one I did not see. Yeah. That was earlier, earlier in the week. He, he, there was an article where Trump addressed it because it's been so often that people are starting to say this and more people are saying that than more people are saying it. There was nothing coming back. And then, you know, and then Trump said, yeah, if I'm voted out, of course, you know, just go do something else. So, and I think in his back pocket, he's all about Trump TV. Like there's going to be some Trump network that comes mm-hmm. from this where all the conspiracy people will go like, that's, what's going to happen. Mm-hmm, it'll either mm-hmm. be emerged with like one America news or something like that, but it'll be all this incredibly right wing, you know, little thing there. And, and hopefully that's where it goes to, you know, get smaller and smaller, I think over time, because just the world mm-hmm. is changing and that view just doesn't work in, in today's world. Um, and then hopefully what will happen is we've got, you know, healthcare for all and, and you know, we're taking care of the little guy and we're letting the rules be a little easier to win, et cetera, et cetera. Um, one, one thing that I have noticed and, and I've, when we've talked about this, this whole Biden versus Trump thing is making sure that Biden, the Democrats don't just win by a little because right. that would be turmoil, right? Right. It'd be turmoil. It'd be challenges. It'll be fraud. It'll be the system was rigged. It'll be all this crap. If he mm-hmm. wins by a landslide, you can't do that, right? There is no, mm-hmm. there is no, it was rigged. And, uh, this past week we started seeing a lot of polls, double digit leads with some of these mm-hmm. that were coming through one where, you know, so much so that Trump sued CNN for a poll to have him take it down. Trump's mm-hmm. campaign team sued CNN to say, Hey, this is, this is fake. And you got to take it down to which CNN replied. It is not. And here it is. Like, it's just data, but they can't <laughs> handle that. And so mm-hmm. you had him, you had him doing that, doing this whole thing. So um, now I'm, I'm looking at, there's actually a really great site. We'll put it in the show notes as well. There's a site called Real, Real <laughs> easy for me to say, Real Clear Politics. And they have a list of uh, all the polls. And if you just Google political polls, the site will pop up. Um, but it's, it's really great. You can see every single poll that everybody does. It's, and it's, you know, they actually lean slightly right to this particular site. Um, but it's just, just data. They do all the polls. They have all of them there that everyone's ever done over time, pretty much since the poll started. And you can see trends, like you can see these graphs and trends and see kind of, you know, where we were back in these times. So we are at, there's a question that they ask, which is, you know, is the country going in the right direction or the wrong direction? Uh And, um, earlier this year, so we basically had, uh, let's see where it was here. So if we're looking in right around when the coronavirus was starting to hit news, so like in February, we had about 55% of the people saying it was going in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had about 40% of the people saying it was going in the right direction. And over the last few months, that is now 66% saying wrong direction and only 28% yeah saying it's going in the, in the right direction. So that number is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And it is a sure is. Um, 
you know, because they think it's not. And when you look at Biden versus Trump, who's going to bring the country together? Yeah. In, in four years, is the country better off or worse? Again, probabilities, nobody knows. And I totally get that. But who brings them together more? And that just, you know, seems like Biden would be an obvious win. But again, Trump's, you know, they're wily. This, I would not count him out because it is only June and we got to make it till November. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask you about is uh, the idea of the Confederate statues. That's been happening, right? So now it's like people are yeah. not waiting for politics at all to get in the way anymore. Politics, this whole politician stuff is done. Um, I did not know. I, I will claim ignorance as well. I didn't know that we had Confederate statues in the Congress that were right next to all of our other leaders. Like this, this makes no sense. So we're, there's a call to get rid of those, but of course, it just makes no sense to me. Um, but what are your, have you thought anymore? Cause I know initially your gut reaction was kind of like everybody else was kind of on the right, which is like, Oh no, we should keep this in our history and kind of follow the party line. But have you thought more about the nuances of that? Well, I guess, you know, I understand why, why, um, some folks want it down. I guess to me, it's more of a historic value. Um, and I don't see it. But you can throw it. them in a museum. That's what I don't. Like, yeah, it doesn't make I sense guess. having a public square. It just, but I, no, and I, I don't no one's see it the history. same way. I don't see it the same way that other folks will see it because I didn't, I didn't, I can't, I guess I can't associate. Yeah. With what the they, right. What right. their life experience is. So, um, I wasn't raised around it. I, uh, prejudice was not allowed in my home. Um, so for me, it was, I guess I didn't see it because I don't have that prejudiced feeling. So I'm looking at it that there isn't prejudice out there, but there is. I mean, the bottom line is, yes, there is. Yep. Um, even though, yes, I grew up in the sixties, I saw an awful lot uh, and it was hard for me to understand because I came from a house that did not teach prejudice at all. Right. So when you, so, when you talk to your black friends about it, like, what do they say? Um, well, and I haven't, I have conversation to have. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, I'm sure that they feel, you know, I can see where they would feel that, you know, for some of them, yes, it's offensive. Um, it just—it also just doesn't make sense. If you forget about the racism thing at all, just period, it's like, okay, where are the statutes of Saddam Hussein that we have in our capital, right? Like, the literally, people fought against our government, right? And we put up statues. <laughs> Like, and it wasn't we, South. South did it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It makes no sense. You would never do that with any other thing ever. They did it back then because they were pissed off and trying to, to hold on to right. the dying culture, right? And and for all this stuff stands for it. It just doesn't make sense, like at all on the face of it. You would never do that now. We would never even think about doing that now. And yet everyone's fighting for it because they're not questioning it. They just go, oh, well, no, we've always had well, a culture. And it history. also leads me. No, it's not. It can be in a museum. Right. Okay. And, I, and I'm okay with that. I guess my, I can't agree with destruction of them. Um, well, let's face the fact that there's not enough museums in the world to haul all these statues. So some of them will go well, away. That may well be. Right. But, but then again, you know, 
you go back to, okay, then what should we have statues of? You know, just the positives of our country? There are negatives. It's the things that we want to celebrate, I think, that are public. And again, it's not, it's not the idea of statues because there are because, places you know, for Because, you here them. you had recently this week, we had someone who put a sign around Lincoln's neck, a statue of Lincoln, and put a sign on there, you know, uh, being derogatory with him. Well, he's the one that freed the slaves. Mm-hmm. But I don't think anyone's calling so, to get rid of Lincoln statues. Like, because uh, one person does it, does not a trend make. Right. Well, that's so true. I wouldn't get caught up because because it, it's what the, the, now. So that's what they call false equivalency, where you say, oh, well, these, you know, this one guy did this thing. And the problem is he gets airtime. So you have a bunch of people doing one thing to get five minutes of news time. You get one guy who does something, he gets five minutes of news time. It looks equal, but it's not. It's false equivalency. Mm-hmm. When you look at the numbers, you're like, that's just one idiot. And this particular network decided to give that news time because why? Because they have an agenda and this helps the agenda. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Nothing against the agenda. I'm just saying you got to call spade a spade and go, well, I have an agenda that makes sense. They're going to do that. That's Mm -hmm. why you don't you don't see that in other places. That other guy that, you know, the Lincoln Neck thing didn't get play anywhere else because it didn't help their agendas either. Right. So they didn't Mm -hmm. get play. But it's also when you look at the numbers, you go, is that everybody around the world that is handing statues? No, they're not. You know, so, you know, for me, that's false equivalency. I, I like the trend of where that's going because it does. It just doesn't make sense. You wouldn't do that ever would you do that, right? This was a one-off situation trying to heal the country years ago. People let things slide because they didn't want to deal with it, right? And now it's like, we can deal with it and be like, okay, we're, we're a union again and we're not going to celebrate traitors. There's no reason for that. We can remember traitors. We can remember the South. We can remember the Civil War. We can remember all the fallen for that and, and how much we went through and the conflicts we went through to come together in museums and in schools, which is where all this stuff should be, not necessarily in our nation's capital. Um, have a museum about how the country came together. Awesome, right? How the country was built and the conflict and everything else. Totally makes sense. Doesn't have to be in a public square. And then, and then you'd heard about the, uh, and this, I'm curious about this. This is kind of the segue is what are your thoughts on the army bases being renamed? Where Trump was like, we'll never rename the army bases. Well, if they're going to do the statues, they're going to have to do them. What are your thoughts on that? Would you be okay with that? Because these army bases are named after Confederate generals. I think it's just going to be a challenge to do. Are they going to name them after? What are they going to? They'll name them after somebody that's worthy worthy to name them after. We can make that. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, I mean, they'll find somebody worthy, but or at least as as, they'll make their best guess. And at, at the very least, you can make the assumption they won't be as unworthy as what these Confederate generals are. Like, let's at least say that, right? Well, they just were fighting for a cause that they believed in, right or wrong. Um, again, that was a, that was a turmoil of, of time in our country where, yes, it was major, major change. It almost re- it reminds me of somewhat of I, I mean, I I try to put myself in the in that time and what was happening and how much change was going on. I mean, their whole world turned upside down, and I feel like in some ways. That's about what's going to happen again. It is. I agree with you. And it's an evolution. And that can be for the good. Yeah. See what I'm saying? I mean, it's, but I can understand where the people were. It's, I don't know. I know I'm not good at my words and and explaining what I'm feeling, but um, The people at that time, will you stop and think about it? Okay, let me put it this way. The people at that time, they were fighting. Who who are the people we're talking about? 
The South versus the North. So who are the people, though? The Northern people you're talking about or the Southern people you're talking about? Because I think Northern I'm talking about the Southern people. Do- this was okay. their way of life. This is what they knew. The Northern people had progressed against it. Okay? Right. Um, which I agree with. Right. Totally agree with. Right. And yet I can empathize with the people on the South that what they saw, and yes, it was wrong, They were using people, other people, to gain financial reward. Yes. And it's interesting because if you really look at history, too, that the the people who were doing that um, were really kind of small percentage when you get right down to it. But it was wrong. I agree it was wrong. All right. But hang on a second. So did you – Yeah. So just just to be clear. So you're saying – the South just, sure it had slavery, but it was just a few, a little bit of the South that had slavery. It wasn't a lot of the South. It wasn't because I would. There were I a lot of people. Fact check the hell out of that statement. All right, I'll fact check it. But you should I, fact check everything. That, I that to read. me, Spidey senses just went up when you're like, "Wait a second. I get now how you look at this. And maybe, and maybe when, was, when you think the South only had like a few bad apples that have slaves, and I'm like, that's that's not that was their business model." Like their whole economy was. I know on it. that's what they I'm literally to say. went to war over it. It wasn't because a right. few people were doing it. It wasn't. It, there's no way it was. It was no way even remotely close that it was a few people doing it. So the fact that you believe that, right, is where I go. Well, but wow, you're putting words in my mouth. I'm, I'm just repeating what you said. That's a difference. I just think you need to double check that fact of yours that your that belief that you believe slavery. Most people in the South weren't doing slavery. Because that's not the case. No, that's not what I'm trying to say. Okay, so what are you trying to say then? I'm trying to say that I think there were an awful lot of people that lived in the South that did not have slaves. There were an awful lot. It wasn't everybody had slaves. Okay. And I'm not, I know I'm not explaining correctly what I'm thinking. Maybe what I'm thinking of is how they treated them. I don't know. Uh, I, I'm i not saying that it was right. It wasn't right. What I'm trying and, – and that's not the issue that I'm even trying and I, and to talk I'm, and about And I'm here. not trying to say that you're, you're trying to justify that slavery was a thing. I totally – I understand you're not saying that. No, you're, but, what, you're, think, but uh, what I'm trying to say is I try to put myself in – I'm putting myself in – what was happening at that time and how all the world turned upside down and how hard it was. And that's what's happening now in a different way. That there is because everything's changing, there's change. a changing of the guard that, okay. Yes. So I'll, let's talk about that so we can de racist this thing. Yeah. So, because that's not what it's about. Understood. That's so, the, so you're saying, okay. And we sort of got off on this tangent. Um, but there is a turning, right? Yes. There is an evolution of thought, of rules, of what society agrees are good, right? Of, right. of things that are that are good. So, you know, way back then, when this whole thing first started for the South, they thought slavery was fine. Like, that was just normal. And, you know, to your point, 25% is the number, by the way. So, quick research. It takes 30 seconds on Google. But 25% of Southerners own slaves. So, Thank you. Um, I'm glad but, we clarified that. Yes. So 20, according to you know, some quick research on Google, and I could totally be wrong and may have seen that I've fact checked them, but roughly that seems to be the consistency there. Mm-hmm. Um, so at 
at that point, um, the, um, so they have this, this model, right. That had to evolve. They had a way of life that was going away and they mm-hmm. fought to keep it. Of course, as people do, because mm-hmm. you have two choices when you see the wave come and you can either ride the wave and surf it, or you can like, just try to punch into it. And that's what they did. And they lost because mm-hmm. that clearly was a trend going away and it was good that that happened. It so was what you're saying. Um, again, I think from the statue perspective, we don't need to celebrate the fact that, you know, celebrate is the key word there. And that's why they get the same. They shouldn't have equal footing as a, but I think, I think what was happening at the time that the statues were all coming up is the people who wanted to hang on to that way of life. That's their way of, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. Yes. So I'm not saying I'm justifying it. I'm trying to, I get you. You're, you're, you're just trying to say patterns. You're, you're trying yes. to look at patterns and say, okay, they, they, they saw this changing that was happening and they, they railed against it. That's kind of what's happening now. Right. Um, but again, when I look at those statues, I don't see them as the good guy. When I do my, my visits, I mean, you know, I love the civil war era and yep. I like to visit all those places and learn about it. And no, I don't look at that and go, wow, he was a good guy. In my head, I, it's no, he's a bad guy. He was not, he, he, he fought for something that he believed in that was right, but it wasn't right. 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 That didn't mean. And I, I think that's, I think to your point though, you get to go to these places and you're yeah. like, oh, I get to go to the place to remember and to learn. And your mindset is that way versus let's just put this in the public square where everybody has to be reminded about it all the time. Especially. Well, see, and, I, and that's what it is. I, for me, I don't see it the same way. I see it as um just a way of learning yeah and i get what what you're saying putting it in right and and if that's what they're gonna do and that's what that's what they're gonna do they're gonna storm for a while and put them in museums and again but i do enjoy going to those areas and seeing those because it reminds me of what was wrong at that time yep you know, so it's not something that I'm looking at and I'm going, oh, wow, he was a wonderful person. And, you know, that I, I'm I'm looking at it a very different mindset than what I think folks who are feeling offended by it. But, you know, there's so much so much today but, that people that are offended it, by. Yeah. But again, this is a race thing where I don't know that you can actually, to your point, put myself earlier, into it. You can't right. understand it. No, and I can't. You can appreciate their viewpoint. So I do. Can, can you not just give up this idea of like, you know what? I get your point. And as much as I can go to a museum and go see it and still get what I well, want. And, and they I, don't have to be offended anymore because it's, you know, reminding right. them constantly of racism. I think it's right. a win-win. Right. So it's like, cool. You know, and that's fine. What's if the that's, harm in that? If, right. If that's the way it's going to be. Right. That's the way it's going to be. So, so going back. I just don't want history to repeat itself. And it will. It will because it does. It will every time. There's a, there's a book called Gener- – just because that's how it's worked for thousands of years. It's not – that's just how it's going to work. Because there's a book called Generations. came out in the 90s. Read it. It's awesome. There's another book called The Fourth Turning that those authors wrote where they talk about different generations. And you can predict they, the generations come in 40-year cycles, especially in our society. And they've predicted all of this stuff. And they're like between 20 – you know, they said back in the 90s, it was 2020 to 2025. is going to be a lot of turmoil. And then as the system collapses upon itself, as uh-huh. systems do – last time this happened yeah. was in the – you know, what is it, 60s or something, right? So it was like uh-huh. as systems do, they collapse upon themselves and then – this other Thank new system know. evolves past it. Right. And it evolves right. in a better way, but there's this period of calamity and chaos. Right. right. 
which was to your point, the civil war back then. So that mm-hmm. was that calamity and chaos. I don't think we'll get to the point right. where it'll be fisticuffs uh, necessarily here, but, but just that idea of like, you know, okay, like we're going to go through a changing of the guard. It sounds like you're hearing from Trumplandia side of things that they also get that they are on the losing side of this. Like you just can't be on the side of Trump and expect that your perspective is going to be the culture. And that's what's happening around the world because of 2016. And that was personally, that was my theory back then. When that happened, I was like, this is going to be the death rattle because everybody went extreme right around the world. Populist movements became everything. And then I was like, this is going to be the thing that just completely blows us up, which it was and is. And that's why you see all these protests now because people are like, we're done. Like, we, you know, again, asleep at the wheel. Now it's like, nope, we got to fix this because the people that are in charge. Oh, and are it, it, it's crazy. almost like having a tea party. And it's exactly what we, it is. We yeah. needed that. Yes. We needed that. There's no yeah. doubt in my mind about that. We totally yeah. needed that. I've been saying that for years. And I, I appreciate it. Here's, here's what I think. And this goes back and bringing it back to the Trump and, and political thing a little bit. The, the army was the one that said, hey, we're open to changing this, just so you know, because we got a lot of soldiers who are African-American. Probably not the best mm-hmm. thing to be, you know, that we want to bring army unity together. We, we think this is a good win-win because what's the harm in this? And then you got mm-hmm. the president who's like, nope, won't even consider that. We're not going to do that because, you know, these fabled institutions, like, really? Mm-hmm. Really? Like, this is, we're not going to bring the country together with this guy at all. All he's going to do well, is get closer and closer and closer to fighting for his little core component that hasn't abandoned him yet. And that core component is getting smaller and smaller and smaller because everyone else yeah. is starting to go, he, hey, I think he's crazy. Do you think he's crazy? Yeah, I've been thinking that too. Okay, good. And then you'll yeah. have the conspiracy people who will stay with that guy forever. Cause that's just, who well, that's just the way it's going to be. You're going to have yeah. some that are, but it's going to be a small, hearts. small contingent that doesn't have power anymore. That's the issue. And, and they're also going on hearsay. Oh There's yeah. Cause well, that's that the whole point of conspiracies. You don't have to fact check. <laughs> it's the beauty yeah. of it. If I you mean, do, that's... if you do fact check, the fact that you can't disprove it means it's proven, <laughs> which yeah. is awesome for them. Um, so, so bringing it back to Trump, bringing it back to coronavirus, bringing it back to politics and the election. We know that rallies are coming back. What are your thoughts on that? Mega rallies. <laughs> I think it's stupid. the whole Juneteenth, Juneteenth thing, which he switched around. I know. I, but I know. The, and that's just because nobody Googled anything in his Oval Office about that. Which, I know. Because nobody even thought to. Well, look at what they're going to they do. Right? Well, but look at what they're going to do with the convention. Yeah, moving it. They could not get North Carolina X. to agree. So go North Carolina. You guys are awesome for wanting to protect your citizens. And Jacksonville just doesn't care. <laughs> like, oh, party and on. not only that, but it's on Act Saturday. Okay, I don't know. It's what that the is. day that they celebrate or they remember Act Saturday. It was where in history, um, I forget what year it was. I'd have to look it up. What is it? Acts um, is it eight? Spell it for me. Like, yeah, AX. Uh, I've I never heard of this. I didn't either until I was reading an article on GOB this. Commitment will be the same week as Axe Handle Saturday is what That's it is. That's it. Axe Handle it's, Saturday. Yep. Yep. And Axe Handle Saturday, Saturday was where there were some African-Americans who went into a Woolworths to have a ham- hamburger. Mm-hmm. And, of course, back in that time, that was not allowed. And they had every right, in my opinion. However, here it was in 1960. Okay, so it was during the Civil Rights. And they went in, and guess what? People came after them with axe handles, running them down the street, beating them. It was horrible, horrible mm-hmm. what happened to those folks. 
Um, you know, I mean, and the so police. What just, you're saying is like all you need to do, White House, anybody, an intern at the White House can Google the date. Right. Like, if we can do it, what they happened, can do it. What happened in this time? Like, It's just like a standard operating procedure. Google the date you're thinking about and then say what happened on insert date here, what happened in this week, and see if there's anything remotely that pops up on the page one of Google. If it does, probably got to pick something different. Um, well, and uh, not only that, but you know I, Honestly, I, I, don't, I don't think that Trump is what they could say dog whistling is, is the term where it's like, oh, he's kind of giving a secret signal to the races out there that he hears them. No. And, and I do not think at all that's it. I just think this is pure ignorance and just not even thinking it is. about it. Just not it even was. thinking about it. It was. It was. Change. However, it was brought up. However, yeah. the other thing is, too, is that I think it's very foolish. I think he, because all he is looking at is I want it packed in there. Right. So oh, yeah. we've got a know, pandemic a going waiver? on. You have to sign a waiver that if you, yeah. <laughs> you won't sue. And I thought that was hilarious in itself because yep. I'm sorry. Does that mean that if I get pneumonia from somewhere, I'm going to sue somebody? Well, I mean, yeah. come on. I mean, Some of this gets bizarre. At the same time, we are a very litigious thing and this is a hot topic. So if, if pneumonia was around where companies were in charge of getting rid of it and they didn't, then yes, people would sue all the time. So yeah, for sure, I, coronavirus I just think, is that. But I'm saying, I'm just saying, I just think some of this is so bizarre and so ridiculous. And if, if people are going to be stupid enough to back themselves in there when we've got a pandemic, then that's on them. Yep. That's on them. But I, I think as a president, <clears throat> what that tells me is he doesn't care about the people. All he cares about is I need to have the show that they love me. Yeah. That's, <clears throat> most, that's mostly he needs to feel the love. It's for and him. That, it's not for them. And, it's for him. And that irritates me because yeah. it doesn't, it, it, he's not out. That's not showing me that he's caring for the people. So to me, that was another strike. You know what yeah. I mean? <clears throat> so anyway, yeah, I think it's wrong. I think it's stupid. I can't believe <laughs> I, I applaud the, the, uh, what state was it supposed to be in North Carolina, South Carolina, which one? Uh, North Carolina, North Carolina, North Carolina. Yep. Um, I applaud that governor, or I think it was the governor that said, "No, we're not gonna." Yeah, he was like, "We're we're gonna do social distancing. We're gonna take care right. of this." Especially when you see this trend, this right. obvious trend where things are starting to spark a little bit again. And maybe look it's not as bad as it was, but it's starting. Florida, to, Florida yeah. is that's the thing. Rocking. Florida's starting to become a high spot, so they're gonna have this in Florida, right? And all it's about is the freaking money. Now that's stupid. Yep. Uh-huh. Nothing more than the number. Yep. Just stupid. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Yeah, I, I don't get it. I think... Uh, I don't get it either. It's <laughs> pretty interesting. So what is... Uh, in terms of the, uh, the, the the other story that we wanted to touch base, or I want to touch base on, is the um, 2020 platform for Republicans. And this ties in a very little bit to bringing it back to something we talked about weeks ago with, with the fact that Republicans do not offer solutions. They are just obstructionists. That's it. And they do not come to the table with anything at all that solves a problem. They just bitch about everybody else's trying, right? Because that's what they do, and that's all they do. That's it. So then they come out with their, their 2020 platform. Did you see the news story on this? No, I did not. The so 2020 platform like The 2020 platform is rolled over from 2016. It's just a copy of it. It's the same thing. 
Oh, so in other words, what they're going to stand for again is the same stuff. Same thing. And there are articles, uh, Politico did a really good thing where they're, they're Republican, you know, they were just like, wow. So this is an unforced error is what they're, they're calling it, essentially saying, okay, so we're going to do the exact same thing we did and that we did in 2016, which is clearly not working now, but we're going to stand for everything again, which again, just talk about myopic and blind to what's in front of you. All I personally want as an independent is to see a Republican come to me with a plan that is something more than not that thing the other guy wants to do or the other Uh other person wants to do, right? That's all I want to see. I want to see, well, here's what we would do. Here's how we would handle it. Not, oh, we're just going to keep it the same because clearly things are wrong, which is why you're trying to address the issue, right? Going back to that minimum wage thing and trying to help people grow and trying to help the bottom rung of society climb the ladder. Right. Let's make the rules easier for them to do that. So they're more likely to do that. And they're going to need a little bit of help because they need to learn the muscles of that. They don't have the education that we all have. They don't have all the the things that we all got. So you can give them a little bit of help along the way, make it a little bit tougher as they climb, but that's okay because they'll have muscle at that point and come up with some solutions, you know, and then, you know, again, you and I got in this heated debate because I thought I was coming up with solutions. You were just like, no, 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 no. And it was like, no, and I still feel that way because, well, you can feel no, but I'm just saying, fix it. Like, what's your solution then? Cause you got to take care of the little guy. Okay. Part of of these protesters that were here is because of this, right? Mm -hmm. Cause we are not taking care of everybody. Part of the reason why our healthcare is so screwed up is because of that. Cause we do. It's just not about taking care of everybody. And it needs to be to some extent, there has to be that plan to take care of. There has to be something that gives people drive and, and desire to want to go forward and do better for themselves. I feel that there are some things that they are doing that is taking that away. I agree. So let's stop doing that. That's all I'm saying too. We're saying the same thing. I'm just giving you a path to get there and you're like, nope. And I'm like, and okay, I don't think idea? that path is the way because Again, honestly, you truly, just said the same thing. Are you letting I understand me that. Shut up. All right, go ahead. The big thing is, what I don't understand, I don't see why a kid needs $15 an hour working at McDonald's. I do think we have to be according to the level of what the job is supposed to be doing. If that job is supposed to be more of an entry-level job, fine. You have a set minimum wage, maybe for that one, on a smaller scale. We have to be realistic. You don't want people to stay at McDonald's for the rest of their lives. For the most part, you want those people to want to drive, grow, learn, do something different. Agreed. There has to be some sort of a step up. You can't have the cashier making $15 an hour and the guy over at Lowe's who might have a little bit more um, expertise in something make $15 an hour. That's almost like a not fair thing. Yeah, there has not, to I'm be a leveling. That, I'm not saying that though. Like all I'm saying is like, hey, let's stop paying all the the welfare support, the nanny state stuff. Let's not do as much of that. Take the money from that and and make businesses pay for it because businesses need to educate their people higher. They need to take the employees and and grow them because it it, that's what you know they learn. That's how employees learn. You come in entry level. You learn to start showing up on time. Like you learn all these little lessons when you're when you're young, right? But they also have to be a little bit more firm about being able to fire someone. You'd be surprised how many people go into work and they might show up late for, oh, a week solid. And those people still won't fire them. 
Why? Because everybody else is doing the same thing. Well, plus they're so cheap that whatever you deal with it because it's seven vials an hour. So, but no, my I'm point is, and my, and again, my point is not the $15, right? I'm saying, cool, what else? Let's do 10, right? There are lots of posts out there that are like, you know, hey, we've done studies. And if you pay somebody 10, 50-ish an hour, 10, 13 an hour, something like that, it's basically the wash. You just stop taking the nanny state stuff. You make businesses pay them, bump up minimum wage a little bit. Now people can actually are empowered because they're not being trapped in the net of that nanny state stuff, right? Which I think is important to be like, let's help you out and up, but not let's not trap you in, right? Let's right, which is where in. that goes back to welfare reform. Right, which also has as be a part of this. I'm not, I'm not saying that minimum wage is the only thing. I mean, this is a full-blown, like, let's help, let's help everybody out. Let's help the people who are just starting out and make sure that they get a, a fast boost and let's take the people that are, that are struggling. And you a don't hear and help very much about them. welfare reform anymore. Nope. Okay, so, you know, we have to talk about welfare reform. One of the big things is, you know, my sister knows somebody who, here she is in welfare. She's been in it all her life. Every five years, she went ahead and had a child, so that way she could stay on welfare, you know, a little bit longer. Because if you have a child, every five years, you get to stay on welfare. Now, the other thing is, she also became had education. Now, here she is with three different things that she has learned. She started out as a hairdresser, ended up as a phlebotomist, all paid for through welfare, and yet still stayed on welfare her entire life. Now, you ask me, how in the world can that happen? I ask you, how does that happen? How, how do we go ahead and keep these people on that? As far as I'm concerned, she picked a, a, a job that she was going to do why isn't she staying with that one and only job when she was done with her education free of charge? And that's where she needs to have and be done with welfare. If it's a step up, but it's not a step up. It's a step staying. And that's yeah, what's I, happening. I, I agree. I think the welfare system can be a little swampy where people get trapped into it i don't know that they're you know, for sure there's people who are malicious and will take advantage of it for sure mm -hmm. i do not think that's the majority and and you know and that's going to happen no matter what you can't you can't adjust the system for the outliers right assuming that they um, are outliers you, you can't adjust the system for that because then it hurts the rest of everybody else so you have to look at the greater good and be like okay one or two people you know karma just has right? to be that, there'll be that thing but again, that's where I would look at what the system is doing overall, not that. And I agree with you. I, I still agree with you in the spirit of what you're saying, which is the system, I think, holds, pulls people down or at least yes, keeps them does. in place. It keeps them in place versus helping people up. This is why I don't like when charities go out to other countries and rebuild everything and give away a bunch of free stuff because it kills their business infrastructure and it makes mm -hmm. them reliant upon charity and it doesn't give them mm -hmm. skills. So I, mm -hmm. I think you need, you need that, right? It's the same, same concept. It's like, okay, yeah, let's, there give has to skills, be let's give people accountability. You welfare is a predefined, predefined limit and that's all it is. And I agree with you on that. And at the same time, minimum wage needs to go up because the businesses have to pay more. They have to not get into $7 an hour jobs because that's not going to help them. So, so we, you know, push those up to, again, not that 15 doesn't have to be, but just to push it up a little bit, you know? So it's this kind of like tweak a little of this, tweak a little of that, tweak a be, little of that. Yeah. It's a little bit of be, everything. There has to be, you know, something that is still going to give people the desire to do better for themselves. Agreed. And 
you and I are not obviously going to be able to solve that because we just don't have the, no. the ability to do it. Number one. And just the fact, well, that we, we don't have all the education. knowledge of right. everything. Right. And that's the beauty of, again, <clears throat> America as a country is being able to come together that we elect people who come together from diverse backgrounds and energies and directions and goals and say, okay, you guys are representative of us as a country. Figure this out. And what's mm-hmm. really happened is you have two parties fighting so much that one, one says, okay, well, here's an idea. And the other one says no. And then you go back and forth a million times on that. And you end up stagnating, which is what has caused the frustration that we are now seeing. Um, and now you it's know, building, right? I think what would be interesting and, you know, and, <clears throat> and maybe I'm just going down the wrong path, but a thought just hit me. It would be interesting to look back through history and see where it appeared that in that given time of history, where the government seemed to work the best. Do you understand what I'm trying I to say? I would love you to do that. Because I don't know. You if know I, I think you're always going to find people bitching and complaining about what yeah, it was. And, and I guess that's what I'm trying to see. You know, like, yeah. what what mode seemed to be working the best? Where where did we go back down or something? Yeah, you know. I yeah. guess, and, and it's also dependent upon the situation, right? That that just because you do find that scenario doesn't mean that exact rule set would work today. No, no, but I think I'm, I'm looking at something behind that, which I guess what I'm looking at is, is the people who are in office, what are they really in office for? Are they really for the people or they are they for their own agenda? Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. 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 And it'd be interesting to talk to a politician who's been around for a while. Because I think my initial gut would be, and again, I have no idea, but my thinking would be they probably come in with the intention of helping and they come in altruistic, right? And then the system kind of grinds them down to where they're like, okay, you can't get anything done. That's why we need limits. I agree 100%. And there's no better chance to get that than with putting Democrats in office because Democrats want to change things. And that's one of the things that would also- Yeah, but they don't want term limits. Look at Pelosi. I'm not, yeah, but again, they want to change things. So generally speaking, Republicans want to keep things how they are. Democrats want things to change, right? Generally speaking, that's just kind of the, the way the, the parties are set. So if you want things to change like that, big giant things like that, it's going to have to be a Democrat in office. Mm. So, I mean, again, amongst other stuff, obviously, there's a lot that needs to change here, which is why yeah, there's you know, a lot. I still think hopefully Biden doesn't gaff anything to to put too damaging, you know, beyond his normal right. stuff, beyond beyond his right. brand, um, and because Trump, Trump can totally trick just trip into the office again. Uh, so I'm not at all comfortable that we're 100 percent Biden at this point as a nation, uh, but I think we need to be. So, all right. Well, with that, are you good to to bring this one to a close? I am. I am. It's time right. to move on. Well, sounds like a plan. Um, so uh, stay safe, stay healthy, everyone out there. Again, this has been Politics with Mom. If you want to join the conversation, just go to politicsofmom.com and uh, you know check us out on YouTube. Leave comments there. Listen to everything there. You've got a course on the podcast. And uh, you can email us, politicswithmom at gmail.com. And, of course, on Twitter, at politicswithmom. So with that, we'll go ahead and bring this one to a close. I'll pop all the um, different links that we're talking about in the show notes. So you'll have them and uh, looking forward to chatting with uh, everybody next week. I still love you, mom. I still love you too, son. We'll talk to you next week. All righty. Bye.